Psalms chapter number 37, Psalms 37 this evening, and I want to be very practical uh, in the message tonight to give you some things to encourage us. It's already been a wonderful day uh, in church, and I'll remind you while you're finding Psalms 37, of course, our schedule on Sunday, Sunday school at 9.30, breakfast fellowship at 9, uh, Sunday school will continue in our series on stewardship, and I trust that that's been a help, I believe it has been a help uh, to all of us, but we have lesson number 32, uh, 52 in our series on stewardship, and then, uh, Lord willing, I'll be uh, continuing our series on Sunday morning uh, on uh, those characters standing near the cross, and part, starting next Sunday night, I'm going to take two or three Sundays, I'm not sure exactly how many, uh, but just speak to some troubling, disturbing trends that I see, uh, and uh, it's, it's important for us as a church to look through the lens of the Bible at what goes on in our world around us. Uh, the world is always changing, but the Bible never changes, and the Bible does tell us that even as the world changes, there's nothing new under the sun, uh, not to be distracted by things that are going on, uh, and just some things that I want us to be aware of, and I know those things will be <coughs> help to us, but tonight, I'm going to do something <coughs> that I, I, I almost said I normally don't do. I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the Bible tonight, uh, though I'm going to <coughs> read all 40 verses of Psalms chapter number 37. Uh, what I was trying to say is I usually don't take that much time in the message to read that many verses, but I want us to read all of Psalms 37 to get the entire context of the Psalms. And then for my remaining time, I'm going to do a search, kind of a little survey over this chapter and, and really give us some truths that I think will help us for the, for the time that we live in now. Uh, and I'll go ahead and let you know what I'm going to preach on tonight. I'm going to speak on when you don't know what to do, just trust Him. When you don't know what to do, just trust Him. If you're there tonight and you're facing some things in your life, they could be potentially catastrophic. I would say to you tonight, when you don't know what to do, you've got to trust God. You may be facing some decisions that may not have, in your mind, catastrophic consequences, but you're just, you're like that car, car where the tires are just spinning. You're not, you seem to not be going anywhere. You have to just trust God. And as this world continues to change around us, we have got to trust Him. Uh, we say this, I don't, I don't trust any man, I don't depend on any man, and it should be true. But I think it's good for us to be reminded that as this world continues to move further and further away from God. We do understand Christ is coming again. Uh, he's coming very, very soon. And as he, the time gets for him here, he could come tonight. Uh, the world is not going to move closer and closer. It's going to move further and further away. And certainly we've seen some things that have taken place in our world uh, that just reminds us uh, that Jesus is coming again. And a lot of things, and I'll just say this before I read the scriptures, a lot of things Christians are worried about, you don't have to worry about because you're not going to be here. There's a lot of things we're worried about that we don't have to worry about. It should just remind us to press on, remind us to, to win as many people as we can, stay faithful because Jesus is calling us out of here. Uh, and so I want us to be reminded of these things tonight, and this certainly is an encouragement to me, and it reminds me. So let's look at Psalms 37, <clears throat> beginning with verse number 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither... As the green herb, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily sh thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. 
Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. But evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth." For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation." Their swords shall enter into their own heart, and their bowels shall be broken. A little that, that a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread." He is ever merciful and, li- and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth his, the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, in spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man. And behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. A psalm of David, and David reminds us of several things. There's always wicked, there's always the righteous, and there's, but there's a God who sees everything the wicked do. There's a God who sees everything the righteous do. And the Bible is very clear the way we are to live our life and just respond to the world around us. And tonight I want to be an encouragement because we live in discouraging times. Except when there's, for a child of God, is, are there really discouraging times? Because this is but a short time for us on this side of eternity. 
we need to be reminded that often how long forever is. You can't quantify it. You can't put a number on it. This is but a short time. Eternity is forever. And the saved, as we've already been reminded of in song this, this evening, we have an eternity awaiting us in glory. Perfect bodies, no sin, no suffering, all of eternity with our Lord. So, when we don't know what to do, trust Him. Father, I pray this evening that Your Word will be a help and encouragement to us. And Father, all of us uh, face things, if not today, we'll face things again in the future uh, that make us wonder, make us uh, uneasy in what awaits us. Father, this world around us, this world has always been wicked. I just think in the day we live, we're more aware of the wickedness than in the past. And Father, may we keep our focus, our eyes on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Certainly in each individual life, we are going to face things throughout our life that we're not really sure what to do. Christians have always lived in a wicked world. God's people have always faced adversity. We've been blessed in the United States of America. Our founding as a Christian nation, the freedoms and liberties we have, no people, no people has ever enjoyed what we've enjoyed. But as if you study people, what is happening even in our nation, uh, people begin to show themselves what they really are. Uh, We either accept God as our creator, we accept God, as our, as our ruler, we accept Christ as our Savior and serve Him, or we reject Him. And certainly we see things in our nation that reminds us that many, not all, but many in our nation have rejected the Lord. But if we're not careful, we forget the fact that the devil is very good at distraction. The devil is very good at getting our eyes focused off the things that we should be focused on. The life of a Christian is very simple. We keep our focus, we keep our eyes on the Lord. What should I do? What can I do to honor Him? What I do this week depends on what I'm supposed to do to honor Him, to fulfill my responsibilities, to fulfill my duties. We need to be very, very careful as God's church, as I touched on briefly this morning, God's church is here to win the world with the gospel. That's our goal. That's our our mandate. That's what we've been commanded to do. If the Lord did not want us to do that, He'd take us home with Him. He would just bring us home with Him, and eternity would start, and we'd have that glorified body. We would be serving the Lord for all of eternity, but He has a task for us to do. And sometimes we don't know what to do, so what do we do to trust Him? We spent some time a few years ago in Sunday school, a whole year, talking about faith. And now we've got to have faith in God. In the world we live in, let me remind us again that that is the way we please Him. God is not going to always tell us what He's going to do. But make no mistake about it, friend, God is always in control. Uh, God is not taken surprise by anything. And this passage of Scripture uh, gives me an encouragement, and we're going to look at several of these verses again tonight. But I'm going to give you just a few things to think of when you don't know what to do to trust Him. Number one, don't concern yourself with the actions of the wicked. Don't concern yourself with the actions of the wicked. Now, I'm not telling you to put your head in the sand, but I don't think you should lose a lot of sleep over it. I'm not saying it shouldn't bother you. The sin of this world ought to grieve you. 
uh, the, th- the evil that's done ought to grieve us. Christians shouldn't turn a blind eye to the wickedness of this world, but we should not be consumed with what the wicked do. Let me remind you of a few, a few verses here. Verse 1 and 2, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't worry because of evildoers. Now, uh, I think it's, it's relevant to the day we live in, so I'll go ahead and touch on it. Uh, I, think, I don't think we have to stay up all night and worry about what the White House is going to do. Now, is it going to affect us? Certainly it is. Um, but I'm not supposed to be worried if I'm trusting in him. If I'm trusting in him. Um, Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Evil men and evildoers have always afflicted, always oppressed the righteous. They've always been cut down. As the oppressed, as a child of God, Satan, we know, is the prince and power of the air. I'd rather be in my position than in the position of the oppressor because God will deal with the evildoer. That's the context of what I'm talking about tonight. It's not up to you and I to see that justice is done. Uh, It is up to the Lord to see that justice is done. But notice verses 7 through 9 with me, if you will. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. You need to be very careful about, our, we, as Christians, we need to be careful about our righteous indignation. That just make, there are some things that make me angry. There, there's evil that makes me angry. But I'm not supposed to strive. Uh, I'm not I'm supposed to stand. Uh, I'm not supposed to fight evil with evil. Uh, we have to be reminded we don't know what to do. We have to trust him. But notice what's, what, what happens. Uh, verse number uh, 9. For, but he, for evildoers shall be cut off. For those that wait upon the, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for a little while. And the wicked shall not be. Uh, I want good to triumph. I'd rather live in a good environment than a wicked one. I think we'd all be in agreement of that. Uh, But think about how quickly this life goes. My my future residence, there's no evil there. There, there, There's no wickedness there. Uh, There's no sin there. And so I must just depend on the Lord, rest in the Lord... That doesn't mean we don't get frustrated from time to time. We don't know what to do, but don't concern yourself with the actions of the wicked. Look at verse 12. The wicked plotteth against the just. We have to always be reminded of that. The wicked plotteth against the just. So, based on your political affiliation, how you're treated today, it's beyond that. Democrat and Republican is just a screen for what's really going on. Conservative, conservative and liberal. I, I'm on this thing now. I've been thinking about it. I've even mentioned to some of you in, just, in conversation, I don't identify myself as having conservative principles. I identify myself as having scriptural Christian principles. The two are not the same. I'm not a liberal American. I, I, I mean, conservative, sometimes they line up, but I, I'm a scriptural. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Um, just because somebody's a conservative don't mean they see it how God sees it. Now, I'm glad they're against abortion. They should be. I, I'm glad that they're for capitalism. They should be. Uh, 
but I'm a Christian. That's what I am. But make no mistake about it, the wicked plotteth against the just. Plot, you know, I, I say that, and I, I, conservative principles change. A conservative today is not a conservative of 1980. Not a conservative of 1950. But you know what principles never change? God's principles never change. The Bible never changes. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Don't be surprised by that. Remember the Apostle Paul? Remember those disciples, those apostles in the New Testament? Remember Jesus? How the wicked plotted against them? It's always been that way. Study history. Study Baptist history. The wicked plotteth. The same is true in our world today. Say, Pastor, that, that worries me. That frightens me. Well, let's continue reading in verse number 13. The Lord shall laugh at them, for he seeth that his day is coming. You know, the things we fret over, God's not worried about. Things we worry about, God's not worried about. I want to remind us tonight that God is in control. The wicked aren't getting away with, with anything. They will face a holy and righteous God. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Look at verse 14. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Skip down to verse number 20. But the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke shall they consume away. Uh, they're not going to be here long. God will take care of them. Verse number 38. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. I'm afraid sometimes when we don't know what to do, we worry too much about what the wicked are doing. And it keeps us from doing the next point that I'm going to mention to you is the fact that we should just do good. When you don't know what to do, trust Him. So what do we do? We do good. Look at verse number 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Verse 27. Depart from evil and do good. I could take you to another passage that says, Overcome evil with good. As busy as the wicked and the evil are at doing wickedness and evil, we should be at least that busy, but busier doing good. I, I'm a stain of, I'm not part of that wicked crowd, and you shouldn't be. I'm not going to have anything to do with evil, and you shouldn't. But are you doing good? <clears throat> are, you, are you doing the opposite of what they are doing? We ought to go about doing good. It's not just enough, and this is where it's dangerous in this politically heated world. It's not just enough to take a conservative position and condemn that which is evil. Now, as a preacher of the Word of God, it is part of my responsibility to stand and preach from this book and call evil evil, and to call wickedness wickedness, and to condemn it, and to admonish all of us to stay away from it. 
But that shouldn't be the extent of our Christianity as we left on Sunday night because we, and we gave a, a fired up a condemnation of evil. We ought to be going through the week doing good with the same fervor and with the same desire as we do when we stand and condemn that which is evil. I want to go on record, and there's some things in our nation that are evil. Abortion is evil. The murder of unborn children is evil. To attack the home and, and, and to push aside morality, it is evil. To teach our children that they came from monkeys is evil. To, to, to do all these things that are going on, and, and we could talk about uh, all of the things going on in our government. I don't think we need to do that tonight. There's some things. Hollywood is evil. But how much good are we doing? We are to stand, and part of our stand is to say, I'm against. But what we're supposed to also be doing, we're supposed to be doing good. I'm afraid we'd make a, I'm not afraid of it, I know we'd make a greater difference in this world is if once we were done taking our stand, we'd go do some good. Go help somebody. I mean, there's nothing greater we can do than spread the gospel. But I'm even talking about showing some kindness. Opening a door. Are you ready for this? This is one I think, I think everybody can do. Put a smile on your face. Or put a bag over your head, one or the other. In some cases, masking is good. I just, I'll just go on, re- I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, I'll go on record there. But we need to, we need to be my, mindful of doing. I've got one life to live. I want to stand where God says to stand. I want to be firm. And by the grace of God, when I plant my feet, I don't ever, I don't ever intend on moving them. But I want to be known not just for that. I want to be known for the good that I use my life for. And I'm afraid that is missing. And it's certainly missing in, in the rhetoric of the world that we live in. We need to be people, we need to be reminded that Christians love their enemies. Conservatives hate them. But Christians are to love them. That don't mean we have to side with them. That don't mean we accept. But as a Christian, I'm supposed to love my enemies. It is there in black and white. In verse 12, God reminds us the wicked plot against the just. There are those that plot against Christians. It's not about what they say it's about. All these things you hear with, with all of these things and the government's going to make. It's not about that. It's not even about our liberties. It's about this right here. This is what they're after. And they'll do it under the cover of whatever they want to cover. This is what they're after. This, they're after God. They're after the things of God. Say, Pastor, I think you're really off your rocker. Just give it a little time and and see see the plays that are made. They're after God. The the wicked are, 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 they, they are plotting against the just. What are we supposed to do? Good. Good. How do we overcome evil? Good. My challenge to you this week is to do good. Do good. 
You don't know what a good act may do. You don't know what kindness may do. Then I want to say just simply number three, we don't want to do trust him. We have to, number three, we have to trust him. This is going to be deep tonight, I'm telling you. That's what we need to be reminded of. Look at verse number three. This is not complicated. Trust in the Lord and do good. We've already talked about doing good, but there's that trust factor. God gives us a pattern for our nation to be elevated. It's not a conservative one, it's a scriptural one. The conservatives say we've got to take back the White House, we've got to take back the country, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. We've we got to do this and that. God says you've got to humble yourselves and pray. Turn from your wicked ways. We can have a Republican president. Every senator can be Republican. Every, every, every uh, representative can be Republican. Every governor can be a Republican. Uh, every, every state representative can be a Republican. But if they're living a wicked life, you think God's going to bless? They're not, he's not going to. I know we don't like to hear this, but righteousness exalteth the nation. I have to trust in the Lord. Look at verse number four. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. If I'm not trusting in him, it's hard for me to delight in him. It's hard for me to find my joy in him. It's hard for me to find the pleasure of life in him if I'm not trusting in him. Uh, you know, I enjoy a lot of things about this world. I enjoy a lot of things about my life. But God's enough. If everything was taken away from you and I, we had God, he'd be enough. Well, I've, I've had the privilege to go to other countries in these third world countries and go and preach in. And you see these churches. And in a lot of cases, they seem a lot happier than the average Christian in the United States of America. But they don't have, they've got God. And they've discovered He's all they need to be happy. He's all they need to be joy. And a lot of times God allows us as a child of God to go through things in our life to remind us that we've got Him, we have enough. We'll enjoy the things of God. Then verse number 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. When you trust in Him, you delight in Him, you can rest in Him. You can depend on Him. You can find peace in Him. We can be refreshed in Him, but we've got to trust in Him. Then that leads me very practically to number four. As we are less concerned with what the wicked are doing and concerned with what God has told us to do. We do good. We do good and we trust in Him, but number four, we just have to wait on Him. I'm afraid we make this mistake. I know I've made it. We find Bible principles, we find Bible commands, and we know that God blesses that, so as soon as I obey it, we're like, okay, where's it at? But God allows certain things in His timing. He says the wicked will be cut down. He just doesn't say when. But they will be cut down. He says, 
you can trust in me and I'll provide for you. We just, you just, we just want that today so we don't have to continue to have faith. You cannot have faith without waiting. Part of serving is being patient, waiting on him. You cannot have faith if you're not willing to wait on him, wait on his timing, or allow him to do what he sees fit in the way that he wants to do it instead of the way that we want to do it. I mean, again, I'll use the, the events of the last year to help us. We as God's church have been concerned, praying, hoping that God would do some, shake, shake some things up in our nation so our nation would look to him. And we think it's going to be one way, but God may say it, it needs to be another way. We, you need to see how bad it can be without me in order for you to look to me. I would say, and I could be wrong, I don't think I am, but I could say tonight there are more people looking for God than they have, as long as I can remember. I've had enough casual conversations about God and the things of God as it comes to the things that have transpired in our nation over the last year, going on a year and a half, that I, I think I may have ever had in my adult life. We've got to wait on him to do his work. Notice a few verses, and we'll be done tonight. Look at verse 16. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Some of you just woke up with that right there. Do we believe the Bible tonight? The Bible says, a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Let me just interject this here. Uh, don't look at the spoils of this world and think they have it better. They don't. They don't. Look at me at verse number 18. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Several verses, we'll not go back and read through them again in this chapter. It talks about the time of the wicked being short. They will be cut down like the grass. Uh, it, it says in, in verse number 20, I believe, talks about like the fat of a lamb. It's bit, it, once that, is, that fire is lit, it is burnt, it is gone. That's their time frame. But look at, the, look at, look at what God says about the, the upright. Their inheritance shall be forever. Shall be forever. Verse number 19. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Now, if we have it our way, are you with me tonight? There'd never be a famine. There could be a famine of different things. We think of the food and the substance, and certainly that certainly applies. But God never promises us there'll never be a famine. Just like God never promises us there'll never be a heartache, He never promises us there'll never be a trial, He never promises us there'll never be a broken heart, He never promises us there'll never be a valley, He never promises us that, that we'll never be a burden. He, he doesn't. But he does promise us that he'll always sustain us and carry us through it. And here in the context of the scripture, we're reminded in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Who? The wicked? No. The upright. The righteous. That you can, There can be an evil time, and I believe we live in evil days, and we can still do good. We can still be blessed. We can be in a famine and still not go hungry. We look and say, well, we can't go into a famine. And quite frankly, it's better to not be in a famine from a, from a practical standpoint. 
But in the life of a Christian, it really does not matter because God has promised he's going to take care of us. I don't want the economy to tank, but God, God we, have a prom, we have a God bigger than any economy, and he will take care of us. We have that promise. The world could be crumbling around us, and we can still be satisfied. The world could be in a famine, but we can still be satisfied. The world could be burdened and heartbroken, and we can still deal with the things of life, and God can still comfort us and satisfy us. God has never had his people believe or know or be in a situation where everything had to be perfect for God to be God. God has always existed in the opposite. When things aren't perfect, when things are difficult, that's when God shows himself the mightiest. And what a testimony to a God who's faithful to his people when others around are hurting and others are scared and others are fretting, and yet God's people still press on with a smile on their face. They are experiencing the same difficulties as everybody else, but God is taking care of them. God is providing for them. God is giving them the peace and the comfort that they know. That is a testimony of a faithful and a righteous God. And don't miss the fact that the world sees this. Be less concerned about the famine around you and the fact that you have a God that's bigger than the famine. I, I love my nation. I love America. I have an understanding of how it was founded, the price it was paid for us to keep it. But God is still God no matter what happens in our nation. I, I, like a, I like a good economy, I like capitalism, I like all those things, but God is greater than any of those things. Pastor, you know what's going to happen if all, that, if, if all that falls apart? Well, God's just going to take us all home. We can't, what I want us to walk away with tonight, I just want to try to help us and encourage us, we can't lose. Let's do right. Let the, righteousness, it, it, the righteousness exalts a nation. Let's be righteous. Let's do the things we're supposed to do as a citizen. But friend, I'm not going to fret because I can't lose. Because I have a God who's in complete control. Evil may think it wins. It always has. Uh, evil never wins. It's a season. It's a season. And there's a God who cuts them down. Verse number 23 through 26, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I see some of the little children sitting here. It makes me think of this illustration with those little kids holding mom and dad's hand. They first start to walk, or they start to walk, and they just don't pay attention where they're going. And they stumble but they don't fall flat on their face because dad's got their hand. And he holds it, or mom's got the hand. He holds on to them long enough for them to get their feet back out from under them and get their weight back on their own feet and start walking again. Think about it. The scripture reminds us that's what God does with us. Though we fall, we have God who holds our hand and keeps us from falling flat on our face. Come on, get your feet under you again. 
Steady yourself. Uh, you, you struggle a little bit. Okay, okay, there you go. Let's walk again. And oh, you, you stumble again, but aren't you thankful you got a God who never lets go? And sometimes the only thing keeping us up is all of our weight is on that arm. But aren't you thankful the hand of God is strong enough to carry all of your weight? Waits for you to get your feet out from back under you again. You got yourself steady? Okay, let's keep walking. We have to trust God. We have to wait on Him. Verse 25, I have seen young and now am old. I've been young and now am old. I guess I could just stop right there. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth and his seed is blessed. Then I conclude tonight. We'll be done with verse 39 and 40. You've got to commit these to memory. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in their time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in Him. We live in a world where there's all kinds of people telling us to trust them. I trust Him. I trust the Word of God. We need to keep our Trust in Him. Say, Pastor, I'm facing some things. I really don't know what to do. Just trust Him. Pastor, I've been, I've been doing these things and I, I just haven't seen the, the result. Just trust Him. Pastor, there's been some time go by and, 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 and one of the most frustrating things you and I will ever experience is to see injustice go and seemingly not be dealt with. But let me remind you that there is a just God who sits on His throne. And you and I have got to just trust Him to do His will. Trust Him. He will take care of us. He will provide for us. If, I had, if we had took the time tonight, we could go, and from the sound of the rain, we may have the time tonight, to go around the room and have testimony of, I didn't know what I would do. I didn't know how I would get through it. I didn't know how I would overcome. And yet a year's gone by. A decade's gone by. 20 years have gone by. And God's sustained you. God's helped you. You know, God has never let anyone down who's dependent on Him. You're not going to be the first. I'm trusting him. I just don't know. I don't know why he I don't know why he would he would care for any of us. But he does. He does. Pastor, all these politicians, they just lie. Well, don't put your trust in them. You know? We, we very word politician means liar. Look it up. It's in the Greek. <laughs> but trust God. The hope of our nation, the hope of our world is not, we know this. It's in God. It's in God. It's in God. Boy, you're dealing with a heartache today? Trust Him. God's doing some things in your life that you don't understand? Trust Him. Uh, you, you've got a burden that came out of nowhere? Trust Him. You have fears? Trust Him. Well, Pastor, I don't know what the future holds. Trust Him. In some respect, we do want to know what the future holds. We know there's heaven in the future for the child of God.
We live as faithful as we possibly can, do as much good as we possibly can, honor God, try to reach as many people as we possibly can, but we are just, we're just going to serve and be faithful to the Lord calls us home. Let's do that. Let's be faithful. Let's be a witness for Him. Father, I pray tonight.